Wes Moore is pitching Maryland for the stadium. Are things frosty between Jason Wright and Ron Rivera? And it's on to Cleveland. The team is traveling to play the Cleveland Browns on Friday, but this is your Thursday, 10 August Daily Commanders Update. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Stoner. We are on the Believe Network, and this is Ref the District's Daily Commanders Update for 10 August. Uh, team is not practicing today, Stoner. Yeah. But that's not going to stop the news from rolling in on the things to go. One of the things that happened yesterday that we didn't really get to touch on is a little bit interesting and very, very important for the fans of this team. Mm-hmm. And that is none other than Wes Moore, the governor of Maryland, coming to camp and pitching Maryland as the place to be for the new stadium. Of course, it's currently at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Most fans, I would say, probably want it back in D.C. There is that good Virginia, you know, t- uh, you know, delegate, I would say, that wants it to code there. Uh, course europe north of baltimore what did you think of westmore coming to town here and uh, ashburn and you know getting those people together well just think uh I, I we like to talk about this just think about what things were like a year ago when westmore well it wasn't westmore at the time but it was larry hogan as governor he was going the other direction mm-hmm. he was not going to camp and the governor of maryland he was not going to camp and the dc mayor they weren't going to camp. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's flocking to camp and, and wanting the ear of the Mitchell Rails and the and the Mark Eines and, of course, uh, the Josh Harris's of the world. They all want the stadium because now they know they've got somebody in there who's not going to rip them off. They'll probably rip them off. But <laughs> who's not going to do it so publicly and be so such a shameful person? So now everyone's coming to, to Washington yeah. to try and get the stadium, in, and it's nice – to be wanted rather than the opposite. Yeah, this is a brand people want to attach themselves to. Now, I will say this, Stoner. One thing yeah. that I found very interesting, of course, I was a Maryland guy, so I would prefer it in D.C. Just let me clarify that, but okay. I was when I lived in Annapolis 30 minutes away from the stadium. It's quite nice. Yep. Here's here's what I noticed. Immediately, the first thing that that I, I noticed. Now, maybe I'm misremembering. Someone's going to have to correct me on this, but okay. when Virginia came to town, yeah. And Ashburn. I don't remember any commander's gear on that <laughs> governor. Okay. Westmore and his wife both wearing jerseys. Uh Westmore sporting the Chase Young. His wife was Jonathan Allen, the Chris Black one. Now you have video of yeah. this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share your video here. Yep. Took this yesterday. <laughs> So here they are, kind of high-fiving people. You see Mitchell Rails right behind uh, Westmore. But, yeah, again, Chase Young jersey. Got the team all the way around. Okay. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying it. How about this? Let me counter that. That's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Let me counter that by saying that when Youngkin was in town visiting camp, it was Josh Harris, the main owner that was with him. Now Wes Moore gets you know gets the second level guy, Mitchell Rails, who is an important owner, of course. But I'm talking about he's the limited partner, whereas sure. Josh Harris is the majority partner. 
Ah, so maybe Virginia's got a leg up because they got to talk to the big boss. They did. You know, now I wonder the little boss. I, I I wonder if that's actually more because Mitchell Rails has some ties to Maryland. He li- he yes, he has a home yeah. in Maryland. Absolutely. So, so so I think that's probably more so the reason why is this is Fair a constituent. Uh, yes. where, where that's, that's probably what it is, but it's just kind of interesting. I, like it I said, is. I think I can't wait for DC representatives to kind of start, get their time in the light. Let's let this be a three-way battle for who's going to get the stadium. And that way the team gets the best deal, which then in turn, we as fans going to the game, get the best deal, right? That's theoretically that's how true. this all plays out. Can I, can I give you the best case scenario? Can I, sure. can I sell you on this? They Real pay quick. for their own stadium and it doesn't take taxpayer because that's yeah, that really be the best state. You're happen. right. Why why are they not all talking about putting it at National Harbor or, a, you know, across the interstate from National Harbor? It's still National Harbor. Mm-hmm. That is literally right on the line of D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. You've already got the casino, hotel, bars and restaurants all over there at the National Harbor. You've, you've got everything already built there. Now, of course, you need to get the public transportation. You'd have to build it out. But, uh, you know, they did that for FedEx. That um, Those stations weren't even there because yeah. I used to live by FedEx and that the blue line. I think the National Harbor is already on the docket to get an to actual get, station. Right, then. to get a metro station, right? So why not there? Literally, it's right on the interstate. It's It's... Virginia's right across the river. DC's right down the road. Sam literally. Howe could probably throw a ball from Maryland to Virginia right there. He could probably throw it to all three spots. And so everybody, everybody wins. And they don't have to do as much because, again, you've already got the casino and the restaurants and bars. Sure. And you just kind of add a little bit, but you don't have to add everything like you would have to if it stays in Prince George's or goes back to RFK or goes into Virginia. Uh, somebody needs to hire me. I'll take care of the whole thing. I'll just take a small consulting fee. Sure. Just six a, figures. Just, maybe yeah. Seven, just a eight small one. Enough to retire and, yeah. uh, and move on. Yeah. Uh, you're not being hired, but there have been some hirings that have mm-hmm. happened. Uh, ben Standig confirmed or has sources that confirm that Washington is hiring Craig Fisher as the chief financial officer. Yep. Uh, Fisher had previously been with the Hemisphere Media Group. And then also Thad Sheely is arriving as a consultant on the stadium project. That's mm. big. That ties big. into what we just talked about as yep. where this is something that the team is moving to. Uh, this uh, Thad Sheely, formerly of the Hawks, by the way. So uh, Nikki yeah. J and um, Jones respectively getting that first there. Kind of big, big front office hires here for the commanders is Jason Wright's been running the show for a while. You've seen Julie Donaldson take a reduced role. Mm-hmm. So this is now you're getting Josh Harris ownership group kind of putting their people into place and yep. getting the ball moving. It, Where do you think this is going? I mean, it's exactly what you want. You want them to bring in their people, their, their um, folks that they're, that they trust that they know are going to get the job done. Right. And so now it's not going to be, Dan's buddies and his cronies and all that. These these are going to be real people. You see, they were part of uh, different organizations, huge organizations, so they've got experience. We don't know anything about them. We don't know if they're going to do a great job, but it's good to see that Josh is starting to put people in place for the future of this uh, organization. 
Now, it's going to be very interesting to see how other things kind of plan out here as Kevin Sheenhan was on Team 980 talking about how there may be a Ron Rivera, Jason Wright rift. Mm. Things are getting a little frosty, according to Sheehan here. Is this a relationship you think has been going south, or is this kind of – there's been a lot of smoke around this. I'll say that. Are you buying into the smoke, or you think this is nothing? I think if you hear it from a a plenty of different people, then there's got to be something to it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't work together, that they have – major problems if it's frosty i mean uh you and i have had frosty relationships at time right yeah. so we can we can figure that out and get past it and work together and be successful i i don't know if it's a big deal i didn't hear the specifics of what kevin sheehan said but he obviously has sources he, he's a connected guy within the organization so he's just not spitballing here could it be an issue yeah uh I've, i'm on record as saying that i don't think jason wright will be here I don't even know if he's going to make it through the end of the football season. Once this thing, once this train starts going and everything and the season gets going and all that, I think at some point Jason Wright's going to move on to something bigger. It's not going to be he got fired. It's going to be that Jason has decided to take a position within the within the NFL league offices or something big, right? And it's a good move mm-hmm. for him and everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that's he was essentially put here by Roger Goodell. Sure. Right? The NFL kind of stepped in was just like, you need to hire, you know, this guy because, you know, this is somebody who's going to try to keep Dan Snyder under check. Mm-hmm. And he has also been kind of the big name to work the stadium deals. The stadium deals haven't been going the way that they were supposed to. Now you're kind of hiring in some other uh, individuals to help with that aspect. So yeah. whether or not I agree with you that he's not going to make it through the season, I don't necessarily, but I do agree with you that it will be something where he moves on to another uh, another position, right? That he's kind of continuing to move up. There's a lot of promise with him. He's talked about wanting to be a GM and everything. The situation between him and Rivera, I I think the smoke is real here. I don't think it's going to impact anything the fans should ever worry about because it's not there. It's not going to be. You're not going to have Jason Wright doing something that's going to endanger the team and you're not going to have Ron Rivera doing the same, right? Like both of them need this team to be successful. So they're going to continue working. So like you said, they're not going to let it impact the team, but it is just kind of an interesting note as both of them could potentially be gone before the start of the next season. Yeah. Could be uh, moving on here to continuing with Ron Rivera in this regard. This is something a lot of the fans have been commenting towards us stoner and that is uh, this is from pro football talk uh, so florio here talking on this one that ron rivera possibly can't even save his job yeah that it's uh, it doesn't matter how successful this team will be they're going to move the commanders will move on from ron rivera and just hire eric the enemy to be the head coach and this is kind of what i again a lot of the fans want some mm-hmm. even going as far as the team tanks and Eric Bienemy gets hired and Ron Rivera gets fired. I don't I don't agree with that one. If the team does poorly, I don't know that I want anybody from this staff right uh, being the head coach. But what do you think about what Florio's talking here is this is a successful team. 
Ron Rivera gets uh, moved away and Eric Bieniemy takes charge. Yeah, so if they so if they have success it's going to be because of the offense cuz the defense is already successful. So then Bieniemy gets all the credit because you had the same coaching staff trying to get this offense over the hump for years and couldn't do it. Bieniemy comes in and if it's successful then it must be him. So then he would get the job and Ron would move on. Now I have just a problem with that in a a million different levels, but why do you want to take your offensive coordinator who just had success and move him out of that position? Why do you want to do that? He's going to move regardless. Okay. That's the the thing. Why to head coach though? What? I don't, I don't Where else is he going to go? Somewhere else is head coach. No, but not here, but not here. I don't, I don't get that. If he was successful as offensive coordinator, Keep him as offensive coordinator. And if he doesn't want to be offensive coordinator, don't make him your head coach because then he's going to be your offensive coordinator too. He's going to be both. And now people have been successful at that. A lot of guys are the head coach and offensive coordinator. The Kyle Shanahan's, the uh, Matt LaFleur's, the the dude in Minnesota, O'Connell. All these guys have been successful at it. But I, that's just me. I'm old school. I want a head coach who oversees everything. I want an offensive coordinator separate who coaches the offense. I want a defensive coordinator who coaches the defense, just like they're doing this year. I don't want the head coach doing both jobs. I don't like that. I, That's just me. I, I just, I, what I've said and long said, I want a, I want a offensive minded coach mm-hmm. head coach mm-hmm. because you, you're going to bring up offensive coordinators in that system. And those great offensive coordinators are going to get thrown elsewhere. Right. So that's I, I just I'm good with this kind of move here. Now, what's interesting, and I mentioned before, I think that it was the league average was like 22, 23 points. It was actually it was 21.9 last year. So, yeah, this if Eric Benamy has an average like points per game across the NFL, mm-hmm. but his system is working, he's mm-hmm. going to get hired somewhere else to be the head right. coach because he's he, he's already had a lot of coach. Moves. Yes, he's already had a lot of momentum behind him to get that position, but he didn't get that position. He comes here to be an assistant coach plus his own offensive coordinator. Now, if he shows that, yeah, I actually know how to run an offense, someone's going to hire him as a head coach. And all he has to do to to manage that is get to league average. It doesn't even yeah. have to be like he's a top – Washington has a top five offense – they just have a, a top half of the league offense. People are going to be like, okay, Eric, meaning we can't actually coach. Let's bring him in. It's an odd way to look at it from what Florio is saying from pro football talk. I just think it's an odd way to say that Ron loses. He's out. Ron wins. He's out. I, I mean, we all, I don't want to say we all, most of us have kind of wanted Ron out anyway. Sure. So, that's a win-win if you're a fan of somebody else being the head coach next year. If he wins, he's out. If he loses, he's out. I I just, I don't see it. If they win, he's staying. I truly believe that he's, he's got that relationship built up with, he can't like take a different position. Maybe Jason Wright moves to the office and he He takes over, but I don't think the team will do that. If they go 12 and five and they win a playoff game, you're going to say, Hey, Go, you know, go take a, a position within the front office or whatever, and we'll we'll bring Eric Bieniemy in to be the head coach. He can say, I need to get away from it. 
but I don't know how you spin it that the team says, oh, 12 and five, and you want a playoff game, you're out. You go go sit on the couch and just just uh, be a consultant for that. I'm just going to stay here and dream of going 12 and five and <laughs> winning a playoff game. That's hey, after what fantastic. I saw yesterday, we might. <laughs> we might. Hey, we're 17 and 0 until we find out <laughs> otherwise. Let's get to the football talk here, Stoner. Team is traveling to Cleveland, so there's yep. not actually anything going on that way. But there is news from Nikki J on David Bada. He had surgery to repair that triceps. It's you know he posted on IG. That's a wicked cast, by yeah, the way, that is. he's got on his arm. Yeah. We don't expect Bada to be back this season. No, not at all. And yeah, especially it, if you got a guy who's you know he's right on the cut line. He's barely there. Practice mm-hmm. squad, uh, fifty three. Practice squad, fifty three. You don't expect a guy to come back during the season and then all of a sudden make it onto the fifty three. Sure, he's a, he's in a he's actually one of the European develop players too. Yeah. So he actually doesn't count the same as other players, right? That was, the, or is that not the no, same? No, you're right. This year? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's this year. I think mm-hmm. it might have been. I don't think you. That's like in perpetuity. You know what I mean? I sure. think that at some point. They cut that off. They don't say you get a roster exemption for this guy for 10 years. You know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> positive. Fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of our listeners and, and viewers here can can remind us of what the rule is. But I think you can do that for like two years and then that's it. Yeah. With Similar the to guy. the old practice squad uh, rules where you couldn't have vets on the practice squad. Yeah, I do yeah. think that was a great change for that is being able to have some vets on your practice mm-hmm. squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is neither here nor there. We will get to see quite a few people that are playing tomorrow night on the pra- who will end up on the practice squad. We talked about Sam Howell getting the start. Deshaun Watson getting the start for Cleveland. He has this you know, to the say. Thing really just getting operational to do a little, you know, pregame and, and starting up the game and just kind of get myself back in, in routine to get ready for the season. It wasn't too long ago, Stoner, that fans of the Washington Commanders, or I think they were the football team at that point, mm-hmm. were pining mm-hmm. for Deshaun Watson to come to the city. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out that way. And they did get to face him last year. Didn't exactly look great during his time. Oops. But he's got a whole offseason under his belt now where he gets to actually play. No suspension yep. to deal with. Not going to see much from him, I imagine, even though he's uh, starting against the Cleveland game. What should we expect from the Cleveland Browns, though? Yeah, probably the same as Washington. You'll probably see Deshaun out there for for two series. You'll see Sam Howell out there for like two series, and then only us diehards will continue to watch the rest of the game, and everyone else will turn it off. But probably the same as Washington. A couple series, just kind of like he said, go through that routine, get out there, Get a good lather going, see a defense, throw a couple passes, and get out of there. Don't get hurt. Yeah. It is going to be very important for, I think, a lot of these players to get that kind of game speed Mm. back underneath their belt because it's Mm -hmm. been so long since they've had that. Hopefully next offseason is a little bit shorter, but we'll see how Mm. that works out. We will be presenting our Daily Commanders update for you tomorrow a little bit early, so that way you know what you to expect for that Cleveland Browns game a little bit more. We got a special guest joining us on that one as well, but it's going to be before the game. So that way you can watch both us and the game 
because we know that's important to you. So that'll be happening around 4 Eastern tomorrow. So be sure to check that out. This has been your Daily Commanders update. And until next time. 17 and 0 until somebody says otherwise. Be a fan. Be a fan.